They shoot the shit. They shoot, they shoot the shit. Shoot, 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 shit, shit, shit. Shooting the shit with Chippa. Welcome back, everybody, to Shooting the Shit with Chippa. Um, have another special guest tonight. You will have probably already heard her husband, Kyra Nagisa. Yes, I got it. Um, on um, on an episode of this, and now tonight I have Debbie Morse. So, Debbie, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm glad to be here, and excited to shoot the shit. Awesome, awesome. Um, as you all know, I am the Chippa, Chris Chipman. Um, I run four shows because I just can't get enough of not having time. Um, <laughs> The Chipman Brothers Tangent with my brother Movie Bob, Shooting the Shit with Chippa, which you're listening to right now. The Talkbuster Podcast, which hopefully, as of the recording of this, will have had, or the release of this, will have had the announcement of my live show happening in August in Salem, Massachusetts, that I'm really friggin' excited about. Right? (laughs) And um, the Creating Geeks Podcast, which I do with my wife, Sarah. Um, So, you can go to my page patreon and check out my new tiers you can also um, get me to 350 bucks on that patreon and get a blockbuster hooded sweatshirt signed by the entire staff of the last blockbuster on the planet at um, the bend oregon store including the owner of the franchise who has owned it since 1990 Um, that is a -a one-of-a-kind thing Um, i would love to keep it for myself but i'd much rather give it away to one of you and get my patreon numbers up so get on that Um, so without further ado uh debbie Tell us a little bit about where you're from, and then we will get ourselves into Right Quote Wrong Movie as an icebreaker to kick off the evening. Cool. Um, Well, I am actually originally from Nebraska, um, born and raised, went from a tiny little town out in the middle of nowhere nobody's ever heard of, and I went to college at a a religious college in Lincoln, Nebraska, which is the capital, and then got a job. Again, I grew up, I was raised Seventh-day Adventist, and I grew up in in that religion. It's kind of, it's everything. It's, it's a subculture not quite like any other, because it permeates your whole life, because I went to Adventist schools my whole life, Adventist churches, and then I got a job in an Adventist hospital, and that's that's what I now I now live in Orlando because I got a job straight out of college down here and I've been here ever since. So no. I, wow, I, I mean I mean zero offense by this or to cut you off. My only exposure to Seventh Day Adventist is through um, the Gilmore Girls, which my wife watches <laughs> religiously. Um, is there any any truth to the ridiculous depiction of that of that religion in that show? Oh yeah, that that's that's okay. pretty accurate. It's yeah, it, it's funny you you mentioned that because that was one of the talking points when when Karu and I were, you know, real just starting to date. He's also a huge fan of Gilmore Girls, and it's fantastic. I can't believe I slept on it when it was on originally. <laughs> it's it's a really great show. It it really is. I I admittedly I haven't watched the whole thing. Uh, myself but I have watched I've watched enough and it's it, yeah very the smart writing love it very much enjoy enjoy watching it but yeah their their portrayal is pretty accurate it's it I, I could go 
I could go and go and go. There's there's all kinds of craziness uh, coming from that. <laughs> so are you are you still um, Seventh Day Adventist? Is that like <laughs> I, again? And I say not to offend because I don't want to pass oh. judgment on it. I I was brought up Catholic, and I'm so far removed from that at this point that but i still find myself like if i go to a star wars film and they say may the force be with you and i go and also with you father oh crap (laughs) (laughs) no i i am not at all religious anymore um and it's it's not 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 offensive in any way not at all um it's it's a the funny thing um we were just over we have some friends who had with their own podcast, which they have, they is no longer. Well, it's still available, but they don't. They're not making it anymore. But called Seventh Day Atheist, and it's oh, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, it's if it's some of the episodes are really entertaining. It's it's quite the thing, and it talks a lot about like if you if you ever want to know the craziness of the kind that I grew up in, like they talk a lot about it. But we came anyway. We became friends through there. I was on a couple of their episodes. And every Friday night, um, they have, like, they open things up at their house and just, hey, you know, come over, hang out. You know, there's usually alcohol. A lot of times there's snacks. You can bring snacks if you want. And it's just, it's very, it's just very chill hang time. And it's with, with some really awesome people. And we were, we were actually over there earlier tonight and just. Oh, awesome. <laughs> funny, the, the. The resonance there. Um. So speaking of um, very, very um, crazy religions, um, if you've never listened to, if you haven't listened to a lot of my show yet, I'm not sure if you have or not. um, There's this thing that I always joke with people that I can still, without even really knowing the context or being able to tell you anything about them in particular, recite every book of the New Testament verbatim from my brain. Uh-huh. You want to hear this? Because it's kind of creepy. <laughs> well, I can join you. I okay. Think. I could Ma- join you, actually. Ready? W- want to try to do it together? Sure. All right. Sure. Matthew, Matthew. Mark. Mark. Luke. Luke John. John. Acts, Acts. The letter to the Romans. Romans. First and second Corinthians. Corinthians Galatians. Galatians. Ephesians. Ephesians. Philippians. Colossians. Corinthians. Philippians. I thought it was Philippians, Colossians, First and Second Thessalonians. Well, there's first Corinthians and second... in there too. Uh, uh, didn't we already go through Corinthians? Did we? Did we? Oh crap! All right, First and Second <laughs> Timothy, Titus, Philemon, <laughs> Hebrews, the Book of James, First and Second Peter, First and Second Third John, Jude, Revelation. Revelation. Do you know what's messed up about that? <laughs> what? That was bi- drilled into our heads through a song, sung by the girl who did the voice of ariel and the little mermaid because she was a um christian pop star (laughs) outside of her work with disney oh my goodness yep that that sounds that sounds yeah yeah that that sounds about right that sounds about right (laughs) so that's my that was my catatonic um and that's that that, that's the thing that it's i'm an engineer and it's the same thing that always bothered me about college, even with any sort of teaching that just teaches you by blind memorization mm-hmm. without understanding practical application mm-hmm. is is terrible in my book. And that's how I felt my whole religious education was, was like, I'm not really getting the 
if if there was a benefit to be found here, you're not teaching it to me. You're teaching me blind followership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I can see why I'm not gonna call them lesser people, that would but people that are more susceptible <laughs> to that. Mm-hmm. You know, find to find comfort in that. Oh, I don't have to think. Oh, thank you. Yeah, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I just—it's sad, and um, I'm glad that it works for a lot of people in a good way. But it's the not so good way that I take offense to. Uh, yeah. And oh, I'll yeah. leave it at that because <laughs> that's <laughs> oh. a downer of a. I just sorry, and, and we got there from Gilmore Girls. Okay, um, so. <laughs> So to jump to so to jump back for because I do also run a podcast it's called The Tangent so that's not by um not not by chance um I did forget to mention my fifteen dollar or more patrons who I have to say their name on every episode that's Mason Christopher Finnick Patricia Chipman my mom hi mom and Hugh K Campbell Jr that's Green Goblin and now I'll leave space for an advertisement because I get those now even though they don't pay me for them but I put them up here anyway um. So, are you ready to play Right Quote Wrong Movie, my friend? Let's go for it. All right. Do you understand the rules? Would you like me to recite them again? Go go ahead and recite them. Okay. So, Right Quote Wrong Movie, you have a hand of ten quotes, correct? Yes. So, have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Yes, I have. So, those are your ten white cards. And... In this game, your 10 white cards are quotes and the movie that they're from. And that's really just there because not everybody immediately recognizes movies from quotes like me and my crazy friends. Um, or, you know, most of the people I've played this game with. We're going to go through three rounds tonight because there's only two of us and I don't want this to go on forever. And we're both just going to kind of vote together instead of one person being it and then having to pick through because what's the fun of just reading one quote? Um I have a random number generator or a random number picker where you are going to say a number between 3 and 145, and that's going to pick a film, and that film is our black card. And you and I then have to pick a quote that goes with that movie, but it's not from that movie. And examples of this are The Passion of the Christ. If someone asks if you're a god, you say yes from the Ghostbusters. Uh, uh, um, Titanic, I think we're going to need a bigger boat. You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. with that, if you are ready, a number between three and 145, please. Three and 145. 72. 72. Star Wars. Okay. All right. And because I made these short, the word Star Wars would be, I guess, A New Hope, because that's what it was originally called when it was released. Mm Mm-hmm. So you are welcome to go first with a quote, as you are my guest. Uh, I, uh, uh, to start off, I'll go with the, I'll go with the, the obvious choice here. Okay. (laughs) Say goodbye to your two best friends. And I don't mean your pals in the Winnebago. So I had mine locked in before you said that. And you know what? I'm also going to throw out a Spaceballs quote because I have one. Oh shit. There goes the planet. (laughs) Um, but I think yours is better. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. So round one goes to you. No, I love that quote. <laughs> I love that quote. I, I also like, I hate it when my Schwartz gets twisted. That's another great quote from that movie. I'm half man, half dog. I'm my own best friend. God, I love Spaceballs. 
I think I need to go watch that now. All right. Round <laughs> round two, if you will. And I hope you're having fun because I love this game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Go for it. Oh, okay. I'll pick. Um, I'm going to go with 121. Dawn of the Dead. Ooh. Let's see. Okay, I've got it. If you're ready. Yes, I am. All right. You used to be vegan. Now you will be gone. <laughs> Wait, vegan? Wait a minute. No. What do you mean chicken parmesan isn't vegan? <laughs> I love that movie so much. Brandon Ruth, man. Brandon he was Ruth. Awesome. He was in it. Chris Evans was in it. Punched the highlights out of her hair. <laughs> yes. All right. I'm, I'm going to attempt to top that, but I'm not sure if I can. Here we go. This is a dude who 700 years ago totally ravaged China and who we were told just two hours ago totally ravaged Oshman's sporting goods. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. So what do you think? Oh, that almost feels like a draw. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you because they're both very um, applicable. Yeah, they both they're different, you know, different tones. But they, yeah, they both feel like they fit. So speaking of that Bill and Ted quote, you've heard they're making a third one. Yes. Yes, I have. I'm very excited about that. Although I don't know how we're going to do it without George Carlin. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. But I, if it's it's the same writers. It so is. So I suspect they will find a way. They'll get... I don't know who would be the rough equivalent of George Carlin today. You know what would always be really funny? If they got Ringo Starr to play Rufus. Because George Carlin was Mr. Conductor as well. On Shining Time Station. And so. That's right. So was Ringo Starr. I, I've always joked that they could just swap the two of them out. And wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. that's. I wrote a song about an octopus. Yes, you did, Ringo. We hung it right up here on the fridge, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that? What is that? Um, uh, uh, what is I it called? I it's feel the like I might Walk have. Hard. Walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Oh, you know, no, I, I, I think I've seen that scene. I feel I've seen clips scene from where that. Where Jack movie. Black is Paul McCartney and his accent keeps changing. <laughs> I think <that's laughs> from like really I've Scottish to. <laughs> I'm bloody Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> and, and none of them actually look like who they're supposed to be, so they always have to go. Yes, John Lennon of the Beatles. <laughs> It's such a good gag. I, I love the hell out of that movie. I don't know. I don't think you're going to make it. You're cut in half real bad. Um, That's one of those, those the, the Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movies that just floored me at how funny. I, like, they can, I don't think they can make music biopics anymore because of that movie. Because it just took them all down so hard. Watching Bohemian Rhapsody, all I could think oh. about the whole time was, was Walk Hard. Like, it's oh, hitting man. all the beats. <laughs> that just, that movie kind of just, a bummer. Oh, it made me sad. Because Freddie deserves so much more. 
it, it's such a bummer because Malik, you could tell, showed up to be in the movie they should have made, and yeah. they and they didn't make that movie. <laughs> Yeah, I felt bad for him because he did great. He was fantastic. When the movie just stopped and let him be Freddy, it was great. Yeah. Like like the, the Live Aid thing at the end. I'm sitting there going, wow, I wish this was the whole movie. Yeah, he, he got, like, he he was Freddy. He had, the like, the presence and the yeah. charisma. And, and he, he just was. And it, in that... Shit movie. Oh, it it just it ended up being like watching a greatest hits album get played, which is fine if that's what I knew what I was going in for. But, you know, that's not what you want from that song. And like, like, you know what I mean? This this isn't like an an ABBA reunion. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It is what it is. I have the greatest bands in history. I haven't seen the Elton John one, but I guess they did a better job with that from what I've heard. Same here. I've I've been hearing been hearing very good things, and um, yeah, I I actually want to see it because it it sounds like they, you know, they they do some unique things and they're actually you know telling a good story instead of just ticking off the milestones of his life. Right. It, it's funny because the guy who's making Rocket Man. Is the guy who uncreditedly finished Bohemian Rhapsody when um when Brian Singer just left? Oh, I think I heard. I think I heard that. Yeah. And when the Oscar buzz for Bohemian Rhapsody was flying around, and Brian Singer was getting all the credit as director, this guy started amping up the trailers for Rocket Man, <laughs> and it was it was unfortunately because again Rami Malek was awesome. It unfortunately took some cheap shots at him, like, mm-hmm. oh, the actor playing Elton John is actually singing on screen. You know, you're just like, oh, ho, 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 ho. because oh. because I did think I did think it was kind of cool with Malik how they actually taught him to sing. Of course, not too many people singularly can hit Freddie Mercury's vocal range, but they taught him to sing like him. Mm-hmm. And most of the singing you're hearing in the movie, even though it's pre-recorded, has Malik's voice mixed in with Mercury's mm-hmm. and then other people. So that's why it seems a bit more natural. Like it doesn't just sound like they're playing a concert tape. Mm-hmm. You know, they. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I mean, sound design yeah. and stuff, great. Just direct a movie. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah seriously. I, well, and and I mean, I, I think Elton John, yeah, you're like you were saying, Elton John's vocal range is somewhat easier to hit than Freddie Mercury. Right. You could, you could, you might as well just teach an actor to do it and have him do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because then the performance comes through, and that's what Elton John's really about. Like, if you make a Bruce Springsteen biopic, it doesn't need to sound perfect, right? Springsteen's about a character. Yeah. You know, if you can yeah. get a person that can nail his character, a lot of people can sing like him him you know that's not it's yeah. not just the voice <laughs> right with yeah. him yeah do you buy them as the person yeah exactly mm-hmm. route tangents even in the middle of the game <laughs> cool. all right <laughs> round three is yours all Pick right number. Uh, let's see let's go with 131 freddie versus jason Ooh. which showed up on my Twitter earlier, I think it was Scott Weinberg or someone posted it and said, <laughs> tell me the name of this movie 
<laughs> except don't use the real name. And um, um, what was it? One of my favorite ones was Eric Vesp, Quint there, did Freddy Got Fingered. And it's hard to come up with a better one than that. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 that is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although I thought I thought for being kind of a meta joke, Stopper My Mum Will Shoot was pretty good. I came up with that one. But that's yeah. that's a little too deep dive into Jason's lore. Yeah, yeah. Well, it shouldn't be. It's <laughs> it's the first movie that that shouldn't exactly. Uh... But some people were kind of like, "What?" And I'm like, oh. Oh, "Here we go." Uh... <laughs> anyway, so so go for it. Give me a Freddy versus Jason quote. All right. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Imagine if he was in that movie. Oh, my God. Ugh. So I I don't have one that's anywhere close to (laughs) as good as yours, unfortunately. (laughs) So I'm just going to go with, I'm not even supposed to be here today. From Clerks. (laughs) Nice. So I think I think you win that round. So that's right, quote, wrong movie. Thank you very much for playing. <laughs> You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. And so think of that being played Cards Against Humanity style and having, I think I'm up to 300 quotes now. Um, but I hope to have 500 by the time I try to actually sell it. So we'll yeah. yeah. And you can have expansion packs up the wazoo. Yeah. All right, so... Make With sure that you one. get in there. Let me just mention, make sure you get in there some quotes from Emperor's New Groove if you don't already have I them. I have a few, um, but please, if you'd like to send me some when this is over, I'd love to throw more in. Um, but I, I have I have a few key ones. I, I still can't I can't think of that movie without Beware the Groove. <laughs> <Speaking> <laughs> yes. yes. But there's so many good quotes from that movie. Oh, God. Pull the lever, Kronk. I love that movie. That oh, was the yeah. last one of the last films from that branch of Disney before they shut it down. That was unfortunately the branch of Disney that was also making the straight to video sequels. And so they like they they disappeared in the collateral damage of um the Pixar guys coming in and going, Hey, we're number one stockholders now in Disney. What's the first thing we're gonna do? No more shit sequels. And they just shut down that whole branch, but it killed off the company that did Emperor's New Groove and Lilo and Stitch, which is kind of a bummer. That's seriously a bummer. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird collateral damage, right? Yeah. I I think a bunch of them came back, though, and worked on um, Frozen and Moana in, like, the background, though. So. Oh, good. Good. So at least they're working. But, man, Lilo and Stitch was such a weird friggin' movie. I love it. it. Oh, it is. It is, but it's but so much heart. Oh yeah, it's 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 quintessentially Disney while still being very different than what they normally do. It had more of like a Miyazaki thing going on. Yeah. Which really yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was all about, you know, it was, it was about sisters and yeah, yeah, very very Miyazaki, very yeah, and, and yeah, it did not feel not the art didn't really look like Disney. It didn't no. really feel like like Disney. Yeah, it was yeah. very different, very different. Same with the Emperor's New Groove. Like it just had that. It was a different beast. 
They mm-hmm. were trying different stuff. Yeah. So ba- back to Nebraska. <laughs> just just for a minute, only because I have no reference. Sure. So tell me, so tell me about Nebraska. I am I am born and raised in Lynn, Massachusetts, which is um, a not very well liked town. Um, <laughs> but I love it. You know, every every town has its good and its bad. But it's cool. It's it's you know just north of Boston. It's right on the ocean. So Ooh. there's a plus. Like I can literally smell the ocean right now. Oh, you still? <laughs> so you still live there? Yeah, yeah. I um, I I bought my grandmother's house. So oh, I wow. Live, yep. Um, that was that was fun. That was seven years ago. She passed away on my wife's birthday. Oh, oh and, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she oh. was, she was the most beloved woman. Um, all of my neighbors still on the street still every time they see me just, you know, one, oh, Chris, we're so glad that someone from your family is still here. And oh my God, we missed your grandma so much. Oh, like every time that she was, she was just incredible. And, um, I stepped up and I, uh, I bought, I bought it. I mean, five boys were raised here, you know, my uncles and my dad and every mm-hmm. sun, every Sunday of my childhood I spent here. So, you know, I had a kayak and a bunch of boats here and. I bought the house and all my stuff is here. You know, it's like, oh, I already, I already own all these things that are here. All right, this is cool. <laughs> but oh, it's that's... been an undertaking. It's a big house. It's a big Dutch colonial. It was oh. built in 1926. We've done, replaced 48 windows, repaired a roof, did a full electrical upgrade. Oh wow! We've been renovating, taking off wallpaper and ceiling lead paint, and oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. man, it's yeah, fun. You... You bought you bought a project. Bought a project, but it was house. a known it was a known project. Mm-hmm. You know, I I knew all the bumps and scrapes getting mm-hmm. into it. So, but it's something I'm proud of. But um, yeah. So so very different, I'm sure than than Nebraska. So tell me about Nebraska. Ah, oh, yeah, very 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 rural. Um, out and like I said out in the middle of nowhere, not very little to do. Um, I was very much a bookworm as a kid. So this, I was never, you know, I was, I, I grew up not only part of the time was in a really small town, part of the time we lived out in the country. And so I, I grew up pretty isolated. Um, yeah, usually the, the most stuff to do is usually drink like like most of your small towns it's drinking sex and drugs usually um unfortunately um, yep <laughs> you you I, i'm guessing is is uh, you said lynn massachusetts well, lynn massachusetts so lynn has a poem lynn lynn the city of sin you never go out the way you go in um has <laughs> been known forever lynn is um oh, lynn Again, it, it's a suburb of Boston. It's a couple cities north, mm-hmm. and it it just unfortunately has um it, it's always been a melting pot of you know um, immigrants. So when you know when we were when my parents were younger, you know it's where there was you know the 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 Polish section and the Italian section and the, mm-hmm. you know and now it's you know. Um, Cambodian and you know it just it changes itself around and so mm-hmm. it's always you know the the poorer working class 
you know, immigrant folk. Mm-hmm. And so it, mm-hmm. it always, it got a bad rap and that bad rap just kind of continued. And the unfortunate part is they, in the like early nineties built this giant, like central square t- style train station and brought the commuter rail out from Boston to a stop here. Now it used to be that the only stop was at the GE, the general electric, which started in Lynn. That's like Lynn's claim to fame. Oh, wow. Um, and, um, then they did this big one, but the, the commuter rail is, you know, like the paid like Amtrak train to get in and out of Boston. So mm-hmm. it's got multiple lines going all throughout the state and we're on the coastal one. Well, there's also the subway, which is like the cheap, you know, commuter, like get in and out quick thing that stops in Revere and they put in the infrastructure to bring it to Lynn. Mm-hmm. So think like that's like 30 miles outside of Boston is where Lynn is. Maybe oh, 25. Wow. And mm-hmm. Revere's like 20. You know, so it's like, you know, it would have been a really great thing for the downtown. Like it would have, you know, built up, but it never happened. So the downtown has been like this kind of wasteland of dying businesses. It all kind of centralized through the newspaper, which was the daily evening item. And it was the last family owned newspaper, I think, in the West, in the East Coast. Oh, wow. Um, for a long time. My dad worked there. Um, and it's now moved, it had a working press. So they were printing for like the Salem evening news and the Boston Herald, you know, and all these places They, you know, they were doing contract printing mm-hmm. and they finally closed all that down. And it's the, the newspaper still there, but it's, you know, they're not printing out of there anymore. So a lot of the business is kind of left, but it's slowly gentrifying, which is always sad, mm-hmm. but always, but always good for you know, the building up of businesses. So it's becoming kind of this weird mix of like, um, uh, ethnic nightclubs and cool, like underground scene going on down there. Then mm-hmm. it's a wasteland in the daytime. And all of a sudden it's, you know, loud and crazy at night, <laughs> but then they, they're bringing in kind of like the art. So the like underpasses under the, um, trains and stuff, which are usually kind of dingy. Artists have come in and now they light them up. So there's all this like multicolor, technicolor lights that go off and big murals. So it's, and it's getting a lot of hipsters in. So a lot of high class restaurants are coming in, you mm-hmm. know, so, but it really, if it had that tea stop, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're built, they just built a casino on oh. Everett, Everett, which is a town over. And Massachusetts used to not allow casinos. So this is a big deal. Oh. And, um, it's, you know, the Boston, like, Win Encore Casino opens in two days. And imagine with the train connected, you know. Anyway, so that, oh, that's yeah. the, the long and short of Lynn. But I live in an outskirt per- portion of it on a pond. I'm on a 72-acre pond. Oh, wow. Um, so I've got kayaks, you know, and boats. And I'm actually right near Lynn Woods, which, funny enough about Lynn Woods, it was land owned by a guy who thought there was pirate treasure buried there. And this, yeah, this is the kind of area I live in. And um, it was well known. Like, this is like classified. Like you go to like pirate museums and stuff. No, supposedly a pirate disappeared and hidden a cave in Lynn woods and the cave caved in during an earthquake and he died in there, but he had a treasure buried in there and they found his remains, but didn't find the treasure. So this guy, the land, and he dug this tunnel on his property 
and it's called Dungeon Rock, and you can tour it. They do like a pirate day with a tour. But his kids ended up owning the land and donated it to the city and said the only thing, the only stipulation of the donation is you cannot build on it. So we have this giant city park that's these woods that's all there because some guy thought there was pirate treasure buried there. <laughs> and if, awesome. you, if you play Fallout 4, that's the newest one, right? Uh, Fallout uh, game. I, I saw all these videos. Fallout 4 t- takes place in on the East Coast. You start in Boston. And you can walk to Lynn and go to Lynn Woods and walk by Dungeon Rock and hang out on Stone Tower. And I'm looking, I'm going, man, if you look in that direction, that's where my house is. Nice. <laughs> it's really cool, <laughs> you know? Nice. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah. So that, that's where I am. So I take it Nebraska's different. A little bit. A little but bit. It, but yeah, but yeah, sex and drugs and drinking are basically <laughs> the name of the game around here, too. Yeah. Um, it's... Most people think uh, the state of Nebraska is very flat, and okay. the the main the interstate well Interstate eighty, which runs all the way across the country. Yes, it does. I've driven the flat portions of it closer to me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That it, um, maybe it's Ohio. That sounds. That Ohio was the one of the most depressing states. <laughs> to drive through it was you, we got on this road and looked and it was just like a 10 degree downhill incline for like 700 miles <laughs> oh. and you could just you could just watch <laughs> and i'm like really guys <laughs> you like we could we could just put this in neutral and go at like 40 miles an hour down this road <laughs> just it's so much going. gas <laughs> i think yeah. it was ohio yeah that that probably probably well, it is it it runs the the interstate runs right along the Platte River, which mm-hmm. is I don't remember it's whichever Indian Indian tribe is it was in that area, which means flat water actually. Gotcha. Um, and so it's it's running through a river valley, so of course it's flat, but. The whole state is not like that. It's actually um, it's it's actually pretty hilly. No mountains or anything like that. But it's it's, it's actually pretty hilly. And there's um, if you like, you know, people call Montana Big Sky Country. Mm-hmm. I think that's Montana. Um, it's the same. It's the same kind of thing. I I find it beautiful, but it's where I grew up. So you know, there's a, you know, I I might be a little biased. Um, no, I mean I, I've. <laughs> I have not seen enough of this country. If that's why I ask the question, because I, I have no idea what to think of other states. Like, is it is it green? Is um, it like foresty, or is it? There's a decent amount of trees. Um, actually, Arbor Day was invented in Nebraska. Oh, it, the sea! There you go. It was yeah. They made a, a a real concerted effort to plant trees in the Midwest. And so there's Oh yeah. 80 was definitely Ohio because if I had kept driving straight, I would have ended up right in Nebraska. Yep. 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 <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah, I, I stopped driving just shy of Iowa. Oh, so okay. As far West as I've driven. Oh, wow. I've oh, been wow. all the way to California, but that's as far West as I've driven. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. No, now no. I get it. So it's dead. <laughs> it is the most inland you can possibly be in the United States, basically. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, it's it's pretty much center. It's I don't remember if the exact center of the country is in Nebraska or or Kansas, but it's somewhere in there because it's it almost looks dead. Like it's really close. It's dead center, both east west and north south. So it's it's oh, pretty shit. close. <laughs> yeah, but I would imagine you're you're probably prettier than Kansas. <laughs> yes. That that is absolutely Kansas true. is Kansas is nothing. Oh yeah, it's it's much. I feel it's, bad it's for Kansas. <laughs> yes. So do you do you guys get tornadoes in Nebraska? Oh yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And I, and I don't mean to sound ignorant. I'm just I'm ge- I'm geographically looking at it now. <laughs> no, no. Shutting off my brain to what I know and just asking questions. No, no, ask away. Um, yes, absolutely. It's part of, you know, they, they say Tornado Alley, and that's part of it. Um, oh, yeah, we grew up. You get uh, tornado drills where, the you know, the town siren will blow, and you're supposed to go to, you know, you're supposed to go to your basement. Um, We've been getting, this is, when I was a kid, this was, like, there were things that your parents told you you never had to worry about where I am. And the two things were great white sharks, which is a <laughs> lie. But, but they said, Oh no, they're only in warm water. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's seals in the water here. And I know that, that that's where great white sharks are. Um, well, was it, <laughs> and wasn't the we're book... getting overrun with them. Yeah. The book jaws took place off the I, coast of Massachusetts. I thought so. I was like new England somewhere. I was pretty Amity sure. Island. Amity Island is supposed to be Martha's Vineyard, and they filmed it in Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah. That's an island off the coast of Cape Cod. Yeah. Because yeah. I think the real incident that that was based on was a bull shark, I believe. Yes, it was. And the thing that sucks about bull sharks, and this scared the shit out of me when I got old <laughs> enough to learn this, is bull sharks can survive in fresh water. I've I've heard so that. Yeah. Sharks. So you go, okay, well they can't get in this pond. Yeah, well if a river comes to that pond, they sure as hell can. Yeah. And you're like, "What?" <laughs> uh, no. Like that's why I don't swim in the ocean. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um I don't think you have to worry about that in Nebraska. Uh <laughs> but um <laughs> no, no, that that is one thing. One thing that we're not in danger of in Nebraska. That is but true. So, so it's it's funny. When I was a kid, you'd go down to Cape Cod, and there's a beach down there that's known for having sharks mm-hmm. because it's on the side of the Cape that's the furthest out into the Atlantic Ocean, where they'd swim by to migrate, you know, north and south. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's basically, you're, you know, Massachusetts sticks out into the middle of no man's land in the middle of the ocean. And um, uh, you go to that beach, and there was a sign when I was younger that would say, you know, there's seals here. So, you know, be careful when you're swimming if you're around seals, because there could be sharks. Sure. It was a very, yeah. like, it was a very, like, passive-aggressive warning. <laughs> Then three or four years ago, because the earth has been warming up, they now have this giant sign that just basically shows jaws and says, 
do not swim when there's seals around. There are great white sharks in the water. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I took that picture and sent it to my mom and said, remember when I saw Jaws when I was like six and you told me there was nothing to worry about because it was made up that a shark, that was the thing that's supposed to be scary about Jaws is that a great white shouldn't be in these waters. So don't worry about it. Yeah, you're a liar. Because they're all over the place now There's great whites all over the place Down the Cape now Wow You see them all the time Like it's it's hilarious And uh, the other thing was tornadoes Because obviously You know it's hilly And mountainous Mm -hmm. Not really the ideal You know scenario for a tornado Mm -hmm. Um, Well Within the last six years there have been two, obviously, nowhere near the devastation of the tornadoes they get in the West. But mm-hmm. because we're so population and building dense, the amount of destruction is insane. Mm-hmm. So we, we got a tornado in Western Massachusetts that carved like a cavern like through the middle of Holyoke and Springfield, just like straight down the middle. It was insane. It was absolutely insane. And again, Springfield and Holyoke, they're cities, but they're cities like out in the Western part of Massachusetts, where that's where we say there be dragons here. Cause that's, (laughs) that's, that's the hill folk that live out there. Um, But uh, it's funny that you, you get, you know, 30 or 40 miles outside of Boston. It's a completely different state. Like mm-hmm. where the where the Patriots play football is in the middle of nowhere. Oh like it, wow! It's in like East Bum, you know. It, it's <laughs> it, there's nothing there. Like and then this giant stadium is just in the middle. It's it's not in Boston. It's in a town called Foxborough, and you it's like an hour from Boston. Huh. It's really funny, but but anyway, <laughs> you're basically in Pennsylvania at that point. Um, but uh. <laughs> So then in Revere, which is right on the water, mm-hmm. a tornado went straight down like a main street and ripped the roofs off of a bunch of businesses. Wow. And it's like that. That I mean, I, Revere is like, I can almost see Revere from my house. <laughs> like, wow. Kinda, that, that... Right? And <laughs> that must that, have been scary. Those, those are two things we're not supposed to be scared of. Like, we don't have air raid sirens around here. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's mm-hmm. no way to warn people. <laughs> like, it, it's just very weird, right? Because it's not shit we deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right? If 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 there was a nuclear war, we're not, not going to be warned. Like right. they're, they're they're hitting they're hitting Boston first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> there's no there's it's uh, Jesus. That's kind of scary. On on um on nine eleven, you know that that was the when we didn't know where what was going to get hit. The big mm-hmm. fear was that the electric was going to be a target mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because all the jet engines there. Yeah. Oh, oh so, yeah. Oh. So the, like the city was on lockdown, you know? Oh man. And we had that whole marathon thing. Oh yeah. That was crazy. Oh, I bet. I bet that was, yeah. I, so I... the town, <laughs> the town that was going down in. Mm hmm is two towns away from where I work when they were, when the guy like escaped. So that like Walt Watertown where they were like chasing him through was the town where I, near where I work. So you couldn't like go South on the highway of where I worked because they just declared martial law in Waltham. 
Like everyone mm-hmm. was, it was insane. Like, so we had people from there that just couldn't come to work because they couldn't leave their house. And then we had to go through it all again here in Lynn because um, Patriot's Day, the Mark Wahlberg movie, was filmed in Lynn. Ugh. So they were filming Watertown for Lynn. So, uh, uh, like, I watched that movie and I just go, yeah, that's, you know, the street outside my house they're driving down there. And, like, so, and, and you know, they they reenacted a lot of that. So we got to see it all again. It was a little intense. I bet. But, yeah, so, anyway, that's, the, I don't know how we got there. <laughs> We're talking about tornadoes. Um, but, anyway, so, so what, um, you said Seventh-day Adventist. So is that a huge is like that like centralized to that location like a big deal cuz I know in Connecticut and ar- and around here actually they're pretty th- there's a ton of Seventh Day Adventist um churches but um is that like highly concentrated in the area you're from? Uh well no not in the area where I'm from. Um keep in mind it it it's funny that you you know talking about size of cities and whatnot. Um because I say, if I say a small town, like, Carter and I will talk, and he'll like, oh, yeah, the, the town I grew up in, you know, small town. And I'm like, well, how many people, you know, roughly? And he's like, oh, I don't know, 100,000, 150,000? And I, and I laugh, because my hometown is 5,500 people. Wow. Yeah. And there's, there's a settlement that doesn't actually, it's not even incorporated, doesn't actually still have a name, but the locals know it as Sacramento. It's literally, it's a restaurant, a grain elevator, and two houses. Nice. <laughs> so That's um, North, <laughs> North Brookfield. North Brookfield, Massachusetts. That's out where the dragons be, like I said. Has 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 a street light this year. My friend Keith is from Ooh. there and he said they finally installed the street light. Oh. That was like their big claim to fame before was that they had no street light. I think his town's three streets. Like yeah. that's it. Yep. <laughs> so yep. my 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 town, my city is ninety five thousand. Okay. Okay. That's that um where I went to Lincoln, where I went to college is about a hundred and fifty thousand, or at least it used to be. Yeah, Boston uh-huh. is six hundred and ninety thousand. Um, but Boston encompasses so many cities. It's mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I just tell I just tell people I'm from Boston because Lynn's pretty close to them just calling it Boston. Right, um, but right. Boston is like seven or eight different towns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Orlando's the same. Orlando's yeah, oh, yeah. the same. Is I think we have, I think we have three million people, but that's that's not in the city of Orlando. That's the greater Orlando area, which covers like something like I don't know thirty, forty miles square, something in yeah, that it's range. Huge. It's huge. Yeah. Orlando is an interesting place. So what um what, you eventually got to Orlando for work, you said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I got a again through through the church, I got a job offer. Oh, and I and now I'm I'm doing <laughs> I'm tangenting, but no, where I come from, um, no, it's it's not, not well populated in general. Um but you are mentioning there's quite a bit of quite a few Seventh day Adventists around where you are. The headquarters of the church is actually in uh Silver Spring, Maryland, which I don't know how okay. far that is yep. from nope, where you that's, are. 
no, that makes sense. That's that's probably eight hours south of here. Okay, that yeah. Sense. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. That that would make sense why the reach in Rhode Island and Connecticut is so strong. Mm-hmm. Because they're right above it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the that's the one of the Meccas. There's several Meccas. And Orlando's one of them too, with um the hospital. That makes sense. That makes uh, sense. you know, Florida Hospital or it's, it's Admit Health now, but yeah. Yeah, and, and it's so it's you know, you get people you get people that something I could have been that, you know, they they grow up they grow up going to the church, they go to the they go to the schools, they go you know, all the way through college and then they get a job in the system and some of those people never you know, they're they're never they never leave the Adventist bubble. It's now is it is it Christian? Yes. Yes, it's that's a, it's what a I thought, but I didn't want to assume Protestant mm-hmm. denomination. Yes. that that explains why some of the, even though it seems a bit intense, <laughs> why some of the rules seem more lackadaisical. Because my my grandma, I'm talking, you know, like you know, the the priests and preachers I've met that are in it don't carry themselves like a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. You know, sure, they're sure. more they're more like a youth group leader, like they're your buddy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. and I, 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 I respect that. I appreciate that. My, my grandmother was Protestant um, Methodist. And okay. I always loved going to that church for stuff. Cause it's like, they feel, I feel like I'm being spoken to instead of like mm-hmm. spoken at, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like they want me to be part of the conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I like that. I don't know for what yeah. it's worth. Well, no, that's interesting. You mentioned that because Adventism grew out of grew out of Methodism, actually. Oh, okay. And the yeah, the the founders of the church, you know, many of them were Methodists. Um, one of one of whom was um, John Harvey Kellogg, the the guy who's one of the guys who started Kellogg's. Yeah, he he was an Adventist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until until he it's went crazy wild. and was even too crazy for them. Yeah, yeah, no, he was a nut bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, is yeah. he wrote to Wellville about him? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, I believe fucking so. Weird ass movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's that's pretty much that. That yeah. That's the that's the kind of shit I grew up with. It's there's there's a woman. I'd, Ooh, it's been a long time since I watched that, so I don't remember a lot of it. But I don't remember if there was a if there was a female prophet in it. Yes, I think there was. Yeah, that's like Ellen White. That's the the church. Like, that's, she's a big deal to them, and it's it's just kind of, it's 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 so strange looking at it now, coming you know someone who's not in that anymore, and just looking back on it, and it like like. I grew up weird. So right, of course. So <laughs> so so separating yourself from it. Do they um do they make that hard? They're not like crazy like the uh like the Scientologists where they try to ruin your life and your family if you try to leave. No, no, nothing. Thankfully, no, not nothing like that. I figured, um, I figured as much, but I didn't <laughs> want to bring up a bad subject. If you. <laughs> no, no, no. There, there's. No, there's very few. Like I'm, I'm a pretty much an open book. There's very few things that I'm, you know, are going to bother me to talk about. Um, no, they're mostly, mostly very passive aggressive. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. 
So they'll, you know, they, they might talk to you about, um, they might talk to you about how, you know, worrying about, you know, I'm praying for you and, you know, I, I, I hope to see you in heaven, shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> you know what you did, kid. What, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Wait exactly. a minute, are you, <laughs> are you exactly. cursing me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's wild. So, okay, so, so the, the Adventists brought you to Orlando for work. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, um, what, how, how do we get to today? What, um, what, uh, you know, what transpired, you know, you, you, you met Cairo and you know, all that. So what's, what's that story sound like? Um, it was, it, it's interesting. It's interesting looking back on that. Um, cause for a long time, you know, being, being raised, you know, so religious, and being on my own, I really, I, I really, I floundered for a while, and I, I kind of clung to the job, but I, I grew up, like I said, I grew up very isolated, and I grew up being a fair amount of my, my schooling was homeschooling, and so I, like coming into the work world, I really struggled a lot, and so I, I, I had a, an excellent boss. Um, who really championed me and, you know, kind of helped teach me kind of how to work, you know, be in a work environment. And I, I stayed there, I st- but I, I clung to the job because I really didn't know what I wanted to do, even though right. I was kind of miserable because I was, by the time I, I did, I, I was there, I started in that job, I was... A, a fair amount separated from the church already and 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 it's a you know it's very and i was i was in finance and it's a very like the administrative people are very it's very much drinking the kool-aid and very much you know into the you know buying this shit and less much less so on the clinical side but oh yeah it was i was surrounded by it and and I'm I'm by, so it was it was you know having to hear people talking about, you know talk, talking you know gay bashing and homophobia oh, yeah. and I was working well I, I I had moved departments but I was still there um, when the Pulse tragedy happened. Oh wow! Okay, so this is a recent switch from career. Uh, yeah, I left there. I, I was, yeah, I, I stayed there for like, like, well, I was there 11 years, a little over 11 years total. Wow. Cause like I said, I, I did, I floundered for a while and it, it was kind of, and it, they, it, as bad as it was, they ended up, they ended up firing me. Um, not, wasn't really deserved, but it kind of was the. The, the kick in the ass I needed, um, and 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 along the way there in, let's see, 2013, Kairu and I met. Uh, we were friends first, and just and I I say this and I I, t- I tell this story. I've told it on Twitter a, a, a few times, and and I I say it regularly. But for any of your listeners, like. You know, he, the first time we met, you know, I could tell he was attracted to me, but he also wanted to get to know me as a person. 
That's that awesome. Is, that is one of the sexiest things I've ever, like anybody, that's the sexiest way almost anybody has ever approached me. Is like, that. yeah, wanted to get to know me. We spent, you know, the first time we met, we talked Doctor Who, Supernatural, uh, I, I'm blanking on, those two were the main ones. Those yeah, were yeah. Just nerdy stuff. And... And it was, he was the easiest person to talk to. And it was, I was like, wow. Because I, I have a hard time trusting guys. And like. I don't blame you. <laughs> I felt at ease with him like instantly. Which never happens. That's and, awesome. And, you know, it was, it, it just, everything progressed very, very naturally. It was. It was we were friends, and you know things became physical, and we we wanted to hang out, we wanted to spend time together, and it just you know gradually became more serious, and eventually you know eventually he proposed, and we got married, and yeah we were at we'll be we'll be three years in October, so oh cool yeah so we yeah we'll be um oh god five. Ah. In October. Wow. Very nice. I, I, I keep I keep forgetting my daughter's almost four years old, and we were married for a year when we had her. So th mm -hmm. there you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's nuts. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you. So cool. It, it, it's, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing here. Me, I, if, I don't know if you've heard the story before, but me and my wife, she's, she was really good friends with my, one of my bosses at Blockbuster. And I was 17, she was 20, and she'd come and she'd get off of work at like 10 at night and come because they'd hang out when he got off work at midnight. So she'd come and kind of, you know, hang out in the store, walk around, talk to everybody, you know, whatever, and they'd go mm -hmm. and hang out. So I got off of work at 10, so I'd stick around until she came by and we, we were just chums, you know, hanging out, going to movies and stuff. And then we'd meet up with, you know, our friend when he got off of work because I had to stop work at 10 because I was 17. Mm -hmm. and we you know things just progressed and became something else and then I kind of panicked and was like well I'm 17 this girl's 20 I'm about to go to college I don't know what I'm going to do and I made up some dumb excuse um, and broke it off and then didn't date anyone all through college and oh, then wow. and then well there were you know like things that I thought were dating that never well, went anywhere sure you know sure but um nothing serious uh, nothing serious at all and then senior year i called her up and you know we had been talking off and on and we started hanging out again and now we're married that's awesome that's <laughs> that was awesome. a long time later because god this was the year 2000 when we first met oh wow yeah that's kind of crazy that's, that's married to 2014 that's the best way i think you know like being friends first and, yeah. you know, there's, there's other good ways, too, but I think that's the best thing, you know? Like, when you know that you, you know, you want to spend time with each other, just hanging out. Yeah. You know? Just watching exactly. stuff. Or, or, you know, doing chores around the house. And you can, because, you know... You, because after a while, that's what life's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Sex is great, but it's it's a finite amount of time and there's going to be a lot of other time. Yeah. 
and you better want to spend time with that person during that other time. Exactly. Here, here to that. I think I think that's where most of the heartache in the world comes from is people that think that only that one part of it is the only part that's important. Yeah. They forget to build any other part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You... <laughs> and then you feel empty and shallow and don't know why you don't you're not compatible in any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I get you there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love I I love this show. <laughs> this is great. I, no, I I like I like I like meeting people. Like I said, this is this is really cool. It was it was so nuts cuz I had just been rescheduling with you like that evening and I, and I started went down to record with your husband and didn't know like I hadn't I hadn't heard anything you guys had done together yet. So and you would, you know, you would just blind answered my call to have people on the show and I was talking and he goes, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you're you're recording with my wife next weekend, and I go, oh man, can you tell her I'm really sorry that I had to like keep rescheduling? This? <laughs> he, he mentioned like, that. I felt so bad. <laughs> oh no, it's it's okay, it's okay. So, um because the majority of this has been surprisingly about where we lived and where we grew up. So we're, we're geeks. I would imagine you've said geeky things. What's your, uh, what's your geek persuasion? What's, um, what's something that you absolutely love watching or doing or talking about that we could, you know, bring this thing to a close by talking about for a, for a little bit. What, um, what's your deal Oh, um... or something even that's in your brain right now, something new, something old doesn't matter. I love I, well. I love movies. I love uh-huh. I love reading. Um, I've been. I, I love American Horror Stories. One of my favorite shows. Nice. Um, Supernatural. Haven't watched. I've, I have been kind of away from Doctor Who more recently, but I watched the new Who um, up to like season the first Peter Capaldi season. Nice. I am. I am a bit of a virgin for Doctor Who. I know all about it, but I've maybe watched six episodes of it entirely in my life. So I um I just need to sit down and do that. <laughs> is what yeah. it's coming down to because I love what I've seen. Oh, well then yeah, for love sure. It. It's just it's it's one of those um, you know, time. <laughs> oh, trust me. I I feel you. I feel you so hard on that. That we we have we have such a long list of shows that we want to watch and we're we're so behind like we haven't we haven't watched the second season of American Gods yet. We haven't oh, watched yeah. the new season of Sabrina. Um oh, what's the oh, There's there's at least a couple of other things that just off the top of my head and I'm like, "Oh yeah, we got to watch that." And it's uh hard so hard to so hard to find the time. Oh yeah, especially for TV, and they make so much of it now. Yeah, like that's, that's why I'm a big. Uh, that's why movies have always been my thing, because I can just sit down and go, okay, I just need an hour and a half to two hours of just me time mm-hmm. or us time. The kids are asleep. We can watch this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not oh, because because like when Stranger Things new seasons come on, you know, I the last, the second season, I just took the day off from work, and I'm like, lock <laughs> the kids in the playroom. We're watching this damn thing. Because nice. <laughs> I watched that show on a whim because of not having time for TV. The, the first mm-hmm. season. People, I was like, okay, this is popular. It sounds like it's right up my alley. 
I'm going to sit down. So I'd pop my, my headphones in and listen to an episode or two before I went to sleep, like sitting in bed mm-hmm. on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is really cool. And I kept telling my wife, you're going to love this show. Now, she she's a super geek, too, but sci-fi is not really her bag. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be really good for her to take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it just it's not like the first thing that she jumps on. So, mm-hmm. sure, um, sure. so I said, you got to watch this show. And she finally one day, like when the kids, uh, our daughter was asleep, started watching it. And she goes, oh, my God, you didn't tell me this was so good. I'm like, no, I did. <laughs> just weren't and then she, she just became obsessed with it. And um, so I'm, I'm excited for more of that. But again, I don't know where I'm going to find time to watch it. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. That that's so looking forward to that. Um, it's just it's such a it, it's it's an it's an imperfect thing, and I love its imperfectness. I love mm-hmm. the fact that it, like the type of thing it's trying to be, feels like it's being cobbled together, and they're taking chances with character development and with the things that they're going to do. It it feels like like the the great 80s movies that i liked where it's like like someone someone pitched a script and they got it in because okay it's you know it's a kids in peril movie people like that kind of stuff oh but you know they're gonna build a spaceship and go to space wait a minute no you didn't tell us that's what it was gonna be about don't worry it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine (laughs) remember remember the part about the kids just just follow that part Mm -hmm. well and and i those kids are so good Oh, they're so amazing. Every single one of them. So I, I, they're, they're such good actors. I'm just blown away. Like, this is a level of acting that some adults can't do. Yeah, and like, and they just hit the ground running, too. Yeah. Like, it's, it's awesome. And I, I guess, um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> Carrie Elways is in the new season. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Awesome! I had not I, heard that. I don't know if he's gonna be um uh, uh what's her name's boyfriend for this season <laughs> or not. That maybe that's gonna be the joke. We're gonna bring in like an '80s actor every season and kill them off at the end to be her <laughs> new boyfriend, <laughs> which I think would be hilarious yes. if that's just what they're gonna do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Will Byers' mom can't stop making mistakes. <laughs> that's that's the whole. <sighs> Oh, poor Bob. Bob oh, was he was so, so good. I number one, I love Sean Astin. Number two, I uh I met him at a book signing when he wrote that book, um, There and Back Again an Actor's Tale when they did the Lord of the Rings. Yes, and he, I read that. Yeah. Sweetest, nerdiest. Like he's the kind of guy that needs a handler to tell him to stop talking at his own book signing. Like that's my impression of it. Talking to people, like he, we told him, we we told him we were making a little indie movie, and he just went. He 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 walked away from the table, and he's like, "Oh man!" He goes, "What kind of camera are you filming it on?" He goes, "What?" Okay, what's happening now? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are the kind of celebrities I want to meet. Like, because, you know, I, I want the celebrities that I'm like, you seem like someone I could hang out with. You yeah, seem he, like someone I could just get to know and who would be fun to hang out with. You know who strangely is 100% that person and I never thought in a million years they would be? Who? Lisa Lampanelli. Really? 
Yeah. So strange story. My cousin until she she's now had two kids, so she's gone on um, stay at home mumship. Um, she fell into a career of becoming Lisa Lampanelli's personal assistant. <laughs> and of and my my cousin, she's the sweetest girl, but her mother is a very prudish, you know. So her mom, like, I can't, I can't tell my friends that my daughter works for this lady. This lady is evil and says all these uh, bad words. And it's just like, oh, but she treated her really nice. I mean, she was an absolute bull to work for. But I mean, any any comedian is. But yeah. she was, you know, yeah. she was really nice to them. Like she bought her wedding dress for. Her. She came to her wedding and roasted her at her wedding. Oh. I got it on. I got it on film. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um. But we we're, we go out there to go to um, a Fourth of July party, or not? To, we so Lynn becomes a disaster area at the Fourth of July. It's it's like World War Three in, oh. in Lynn on the Fourth of July. You drive down the street and it, it feels like you're in the middle of a firefight. That's just how much insanity is going on because people aren't only shooting off you know M80s and Roman candles and all this other stuff they shouldn't have but again i'm all about fireworks but Mm -hmm. this is a little much they're also you know like shooting blanks out of shotguns you Uh, know and stuff like this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. figured figured our daughter who is autistic who this might drive a little nutty um we decided to our, our my cousin and her husband live in tuxedo park which is just north of manhattan maybe like an hour tops north of manhattan really nice like rich area of of new york they're both well to do and so they invited us out to stay for the fourth of july so it's you know a nice calm place and they were like oh man we want to throw this your way you guys can say no but we got invited to a fourth of july party do you guys want to go and we're like yeah um where is it and they go okay they go it's at lisa's house and we're like no shit. And like, yeah, I yeah, know it's a low key thing. It's mostly her family and, you know, a couple of her friends will probably be there. I'm like, oh, no, we're going. <laughs> and she was the nicest. Sweet. Like we spent most of the night playing, um, playing uh, Uno and um, and Pie Face and Bean Boozled and trivia games and singing Hamilton. That's like amazing. this was like the majority of hanging out with and she goes, oh, yeah, I do a game night every Tuesday night, like at my house. And I, you know, invite my cousins and their nephews and all this stuff. And Frank DeCaro from The Daily Show was there. And he is the coolest fucking guy on the planet, too. Like, I'm sitting there going, I know who this is. I know who this person sitting next to me right now is. And I cannot place his name. <laughs> so it took me, like, wait. And so it was, it was just this wild experience. And it, like... Five minutes after, you know, the starstruckness of, you know, the randomness of it all, it was just like hanging out with your your friends again. And I'm like, I would have never expected that from this lady because her whole shtick is being so not that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she was being very she goes, no, she goes, it it I she at the time she was still doing the stand up, which she doesn't do anymore. Um, she's like a self help guru. For, like, people, like, learning how to, like, better themselves. Like, more power to you, man. That's awesome. But but she was like, um, you know, I actually get sick to my stomach thinking about 
going out there and berating people. She goes, it's just a shtick I fell into because it was part of the Friars Club. That's what we do. We shit on each other. And mm-hmm. I just turn it into my, my act, mm-hmm. you know. And But it, it's so wild because it's like you say terrible things and you are the sweetest person. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. Wow. So, of all ways. She, I, I, I really mean it. Like if you, if you ever like, I don't know when you'd find yourself in a situation <laughs> where, you, but she really is. She, she's a very nice, inspirational, sweet human being <laughs> that just happened to be the, you know, queen of insult comedy for a long period of time. So when, when she was on the celebrity apprentice, we watched that season and I hated that show and I still hate it, mm-hmm. but we watched it because Lisa's on. You know, mm-hmm. sure, and sure. My, my cousin was working for her at the time, and all these shots in the show of like you know people in the crowd. There's my cousin standing <laughs> there because what you don't understand in the oh, I mean, what's obvious, but you don't think about it is these stars aren't actually doing any of this stuff. Like we're oh, going and doing, they're sending their assistants out to do all of it. So Jackie's like, oh yeah, I had to keep doing. I did all of the things, and then she's just there for the film part of it. <laughs> Of course. Like, right, that's really yeah. funny. <laughs> wow. And um, let's let's just say, uh, you know, not necessarily a fan of the gentleman whose television show she was <laughs> that's actually running the country. Ugh. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing because you never never can be quite sure with people. Oh. <laughs> you know? Oh, if you look at well, you can just look at my Twitter bio like that. That to like like I'm I am not shy about my politics at all. I'm I'm oh, about me, as far left as you can get. Me neither. It's it's funny that I'm surprised I haven't gotten um, pig piled by more of the crazies that um, chase my brother down all day every day mm-hmm. because. It's just guilty by association. That's that's why when I do the show with him, the last thing I ever want to talk about with my brother is politics. Not because I don't agree with him. I agree with him wholeheartedly most of the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't need the crazies. He gets death threats. He gets people doxing him and throwing his like home address on websites. I'm like, I don't uh, want that. I don't want this. Uh, oh, I've, oh yeah, I've seen. I All mean, because of Gamergate. His his exchanges, like the exchanges he gets into on Twitter and. Which you know, his his Twitter game is is on point. Like I, I yeah, very much appreciate it because he, he like his he is just boom boom boom, just quick with the you know the wit and the comebacks, and always enjoy enjoy seeing him seeing him fire back. But yeah, that oh man, that's gotta that's gotta be rough. That's gonna you know that must take a toll on him because I can't imagine like well, if the, the thing is too is he. He's always been the kind of person that if you if you if you meet him anybody there's there's you know it, not everyone always agrees with with my brother Bob but he's he's definitely got the gift of being able to win people over mm-hmm. like you could disagree but it it has to be done in person and Twitter removes a lot of that mm-hmm. so you know that that's why it's like I'm. I give him so much credit for taking it as far as he does, but it takes a toll on him because I remember in high school, he. You know, uh, I. I strangely had a way of having my feet in both worlds. I was, I was a super nerdy kid. At home and behind the scenes, 
but outwardly I was very social and very extroverted and had a lot of friends on the other side of the coin. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that all happened because I left the Catholic school I was in and came into my public school, which was actually all the kids I grew up with, but didn't Um... go to school with. Mm-hmm. And they all had their freshman year stab each other in the back and everyone hates each other thing where all the clicks are set. And I didn't go to school with them for that. So I was just dancing between everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I could, you know, at school be, you know, hanging out with the kids in chess club and doing that. And then that night be invited to a freaking rager. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. I was jumping between the two and I didn't recognize that. You know, to me, I looked up to my brother, so I didn't really recognize that he didn't have the same experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, um, had a you know a lot of bullies and people to put up with. And there was this kid who was like the the head of like just the jerk, like thought he was you know the Vinnie Barbarino like you know type of Italian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one day, my brother who used to be a real skinny scrawny you know wimpy kid and now he's you know built like me um (laughs) grabbed this kid and pushed him up against the wall and said hey buddy and picked his hand up and started moving his thumb can you do this yet and the kid looked at him for a minute and he goes opposable thumbs have you evolved yet my my friend and the kid went that's pretty good and respected him the rest of the time Can you do this? Have you evolved yet? And I'm like, dude, that's brilliant. (laughs) So he had that. He had that way of being able to just like, just give it to people that um that I feel sometimes Twitter doesn't allow. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. because Twitter isn't about an even playing field with these people. They're just there to hurt. Yeah, and I hate that. Now, are you Bob's older? Younger. Bob's younger. Okay. Yeah, Bob, Bob's three years older than me. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but he, I don't know if you knew this, but he, he gifted this to me. Um, I would have never, I'm a much more of a conformist when it comes to um, what I do to express myself. Um, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he built this empire of online YouTube twitter insanity before it was even a thing like he was he was at the ground level of youtube just like mm-hmm. got laid up his job and started making game overthinker videos and then all of a sudden he got a job because someone put his videos up for a thing he didn't try it just happened um but i helped him make a lot of those so that made me really proud nice. um, but, uh, nice. he, he started the chipman brothers tangent and it wasn't named he said my fans want me to do a podcast um and I think you and I talking would be a really cool way for me to get, you know, get used to doing a podcast, you know, about, you know, my type of stuff. And I said, cool. And he kept inviting me back on. And then after a while, he, you know, kind of had me running it. And then one day he showed up and said, by the way, I want you to name it. <laughs> and, I and so me and my wife um, was her idea to call it the tangent because you guys can never stay on topic. And I said, that makes a lot of sense. We'll call it the tangent. All right. And then he showed up and had made me a Patreon and said, okay, you know what? People like you. And I go, no, Bob, they like you. He goes, no, the comments I get back are, we want more of your brother. He said, do, do this. This is your show. Do something. And so I got addicted to it and started making all this other stuff. (laughs) So I, he, he's always been good like that. Um, 
he uh, he works his ass off. And if anybody listens to these, I, I really want them to understand that that he is he he means so much to me and to everybody in my uh, uh, my kids wouldn't be as happy as they are without his contributions. He's he's just he's crazy. Hey, I I've he, picked up on that just just how hardworking he is and yeah. like I yeah. think I've tweeted at him something along the lines of dude I appreciate your content but you, your mental your your health is important too and your mental health and and, and believe you me it it affects him I'm sure uh, it affects him and that whole debacle with Gamergate and the Escapist um, was about the worst I've ever seen him. I'll just with that. Um, and he bounced right the fuck back. And I'm really glad, even though it didn't work out so well for, for Russ in the end. Mm-hmm. Mental health. I'm, I'm really glad that they were able to bring that sucker back because um, seeing Bob get his shows back yeah. made me so happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we've. You know, Karu was, he was watching Bob for, for a while. I think he, he's the one that showed me Bob's stuff. And, but we've been watching, you know, there's his stuff for quite a few years now. And, oh, yeah. And yeah, missed the, yeah, missed the, missed his shows and missed, you know, the, the faces that he does. Right, or the, the picture. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, you know, the reaction faces. And, and that's the funny. He, he literally couldn't use those anymore. Like the escapist, like blocked him. Ugh. You know what I mean? From it's, and he, he won it all back. Like he never thought he'd own any of that ever again. That's kind of nuts. It's, it's, and I don't even know the particulars of it. I just know mm-hmm. that it was a wonderful thing. I, uh, you know, have have you seen the uh, the every once in a while in the game overthinker stuff? I would pop up. Have you do, do you remember any of those? Were you a Game Overthinker fan? Um, I I've watched I had uh, not specifically. Um, I, I mean I've watched a, a fair amount of them. Yeah. Um, and but I don't I don't specifically recall seeing you pop up. I'm, th- I'm always a ninja, which you would never <laughs> see my face. But all the ninjas were me, all okay. of them. <laughs> and, and I was the anti thinker anytime Bob had to fight him. Uh, ah, okay, okay. And uh, what else? And I show up in that episode. It, it was a great gag that I improved. Um, the the War of the Thinkers is fiftieth episode, I believe it was. And we're in Lynn Woods of all places, right? And at the end of the episode, he turns the camera pans over, and I'm there. And he goes, "Chris," is like, "Yeah." Who do you think's been filming you this whole goddamn time? <laughs> and it was such a good, like, nice. <laughs> it was a perfect. And he's like, "That was really good." He's like, We're gonna keep that. Nice. <laughs> and nice. I, when I say, "Go," who do you think's been filming you this whole time? And I've been trying to get your attention, and you haven't been responding to me. How do you <laughs> think that's been making me feel? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Yeah, he's. He, he would always come to our apartment in North Reading with these wacky ideas. Like, I need to film something. I, I, I need you and Sarah's help. He goes, w- w- are there any, like, pipes around here? Like, pipes? He goes, yeah, like, 
concrete pipes, like, you know, for construction, like there actually are. And he goes, yeah, I kind of figured there were. I need to beat the crap out of you dressed up in this blue ninja costume. And sack. All right. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> well, it, it, Commissioner, what is it? Commissioner Bonifacio? Commissioner Bonifacio, that's my poor, that my, was... my poor Dylan. That oh. was your that was your rabbit, right? Or your family's yeah. rabbit? Oh, it's my my wife's rabbit, and he died. Oh, I'm so I sorry. Yeah, he he broke his back. <gasps> oh no! That, that could happen. He was old, but he, oh, he broke his back. Oh yeah. And now oh, we yeah. have we have little Oliver. He's the same type of bunny. Oh, awesome! We yep. actually raised rabbits when I was a kid. We had yep, my wife's a 4-H certified rabbit raiser. Nice, very cool. Oh, very cool. oh man! So yeah, it's um. Wow, it's late. It is. I didn't even realize. Wow, the well, time I, just went quick. I would like. No, it really did. And I would. I would love to have you on any time. Just like I said to Cairo, but I. I need to go to bed. <laughs> As but do I. I appreciate this. Um, I always give everybody a chance. Do you have something you want to plug? I know that you guys do do a show. Um, please do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Karu and I uh, do uh, sequentially dash yours dot com, uh, which is all comic book related stuff. I, I'm mainly on the comic book movie um, nice. vlogs. Usually we and we there there has it where we have kind of not not put out new content and it's been some time. Um, but yeah, we there's a number of vlogs on there. We talked about. We talked about Man of Steel. We talked about Justice League, those, and uh, we talked about X Men Apocalypse. But a bunch of different ones. Um, and I had a really good time sounds doing. Like, that. Sounds like a really downer group of movies you just mentioned. There, <laughs> there were there were some. <laughs> oh, good I'm ones messing. I'm messing around. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and... we talk we we talk about stuff to really get people going in a positive light on the internet. You know, like the <laughs> yes. Justice League. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that and also um i'm probably most active on twitter um yep. you can look for my name or you can look for best at 8300 and i'm always always game to interact with people there awesome awesome well it has been an absolute pleasure debbie thank you very much for shooting the shit with chippa and cool. everybody else i'll talk to you all soon all right. Well, thank you for having me.